there's this energy within the chart. It's all about struggle. And it's like, life's a great struggle and whatever. And so when people have this, sometimes they've done their research and they read a little bit about it and they're like, I just feel doomed and whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is what you need to understand. It can be that. It can be the struggle, but it, this is also such a potent energy that shows you where is it best? Which struggles, which things do you feel so connected to that show you meaning and purpose in life? That meaning is not found through committing yourself and swimming upstream in any and all struggles. Meaning is found through the process of finding which are the things that are uniquely purposeful and meaningful to you. Meaning is found through the process. Welcome back to another episode of Get Psyched. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today I am sitting down with the beautiful, incredible ray of light that is Katie Calder. When I decided to bring the podcast back, there was one guest that I wanted to bring it back with, and Katie is it. I sat down with Katie about a month ago and had my human design read by her, and the amount of times that I stopped absolutely stunned with this look of holy shit on my face when Katie felt as though she opened up my skull, reached into my brain, found my soul, and read every single part of me during my human design reading. I knew I had to talk to her more about this. We talk all about who I am unbecoming, getting back to our true selves, the energy of what is mine and what is yours and how we can really set those boundaries and the power to choose. Katie has been an absolute force since walking into my life, and I'm so grateful that our paths crossed. I'm so excited for you to hear today's show. And if you love it as much as I do, please be sure to leave the show a five-star rating and review so I can keep getting guests like Katie on the show. Until next week, enjoy. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Miss Katie's here. So excited. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> it has. And it's so funny because I feel like so much of this world, I have always had like guests that are in my head and things I want to talk about and ideas that are going on. And so much of that comes from and is influenced by a lot of the other shows that I listen to and little like snippets of information that I get from other people. And so naturally in meeting you after listening to you on Kelly's show and seeing you on the interwebs and all these different things, I was like, so excited when we sat down and connected and I was like, okay, Katie is first off as amazing as I always knew she would be. And second, I'm so excited to pick your brain about all this. So thanks for <laughs> sitting down. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. What a perfect time to catch it connect. I was trying to do a little hybrid of chat and connect. So we're connecting. We're connecting. Uh, yes. Super excited and happy and thrilled to be here and to chat with you and just to see what unravels in this conversation. So I know that I came to you recently. Shoot. When did we do my reading? Not that long ago. Not too long ago. Like a few weeks ago. A couple probably. weeks ago. Yeah. 
And it was so funny. So for people that are listening and don't know the backstory, I just had every conversation that was coming up, every like TikTok or Instagram or like everything in my life, every synchronicity you could imagine was like human design, human design, human design. And I had heard of it and I had heard all these words that people throw around. And in my head, I was like, I want nothing to do with that. Like (laughs) manifestors and reflectors and all these different things like, no. And then I couldn't get away from it. Mm-hmm. Then I ran into you at Connor and Kelly's wedding, not ran into, was so excited to see you again at <laughs> Connor and Kelly's wedding. And I was like, okay, it's fucking everywhere. What's it about? So without going like too far down the rabbit hole of every single type and what they mean and all these different things, could you just like give an overview for people of what it is? Oh, Lindsay, I love that you caveat with that. Lindsay started right before this conversation. She's like, is there anything you don't want to talk about. (laughs) And I go, I don't really want to go through every type, but I'm going to talk high level what human design is because Lindsay is a really rare being and having a session with you and just connecting on an even deeper level was so exciting. So human design is this system that combines all of these ancient modalities, including Eastern and Western astrology, the Kabbalah, the chakra system, the I Ching, quantum physics, biomechanics, basically all of these ancient wisdom systems into this one modern system that gives you the blueprint of your soul and basically shows you the unique way and gives you permission to be you, to be fully expressed as you, to live life probably in the way that you've always felt was right, but were never given, given the permission and allowed to really step into. And so I always say that systems, systems like human design are not here to put you into more boxes, but really here to break you free from all the boxes that potentially society, childhood conditioning, just the world has told you that you have to be in. And so for me, I was on this deep path of like trying to figure out who I was diving down all these different modalities. And when I found human design around five years ago, it was like nothing had so hit me in the face of exactly who I was and who I knew I was in a way that just words, I I like was speechless. Words could not even contain how seen I felt. And so I went down this kind of route to understand the system even more. And now I'm a human design teacher, guide, reader, whatever labels and words you want to put put on that, but on it. But I use human design to for you to be you, to free you to know that you came here as this unique expression of source, whatever you connect to. And we need you to be you and we need you to live in your differentiated self. And so human design is in essence a tool to reconnect you to yourself, to give you a roadmap, to live in alignment and live in a way that feels really good and ultimately to draw and magnetize what you want towards you in the quickest, most seamless and um, ultimately like freest sense. Mm. Yeah, I (laughs) I remember reaching out to you and you're like, yeah, all I need is your birthplace and time. And I've had my natal chart done for, for people who have listened to Bruna. She's my astrologer and just incredible at her craft. Um, but when you reached out to that, I was like already so freaked out. I was like, I'm doing human design wrong. I was like, I was a C-section. There were all of these. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you're like, no, it doesn't matter. It's like, are you sure? Are you sure I didn't come into this planet wrong? Um, and it just like cracked me up. And then after our reading, I was actually with my parents. So I was at their house and I came out and I'm like, mom, Katie just blew my mind. Let me tell you all about my purpose on this world as a reflector. And she was just like, oh God, here goes Lindsay again. And I, but I started out with like, I told her I was a C-section and my mom was like, well, Lynn's like you were, yeah, you were planning to come at 8 a.m. And the surgeon got pulled into another surgery. So you actually didn't come when you were like scheduled to and supposed to. So I was like, yeah, bitch, I came into this planet when I was supposed to. <laughs> um, but I'm curious what, cause you said about five years ago, you kind of stumbled into it when you were on your own journey, on your own desire to like find out more, what led you to this? Like, what was that experience like for you? Totally. Well, it started with just, I think what a lot of, what catalyzes a lot of people's spiritual or self-development journeys, which was a number of consecutive dark nights of the soul of like doing all the things that I thought were going to get me there, have me feel fulfilled and happy and what, and I was on a surface level, but I felt so deeply disconnected to myself and to even understanding what I desired, what I wanted, all the things. And so I randomly signed up for this yoga teacher training. I was working in corporate, all these things and signing up for that. I wasn't even regularly like practicing yoga. I just was like, I need to sign up for yoga teacher training. And it kind of spearheaded this journey of questioning and deepening my inquiry around who I was, around what my beliefs were, around, or even just reorganizing and finding that for the first time around just deep discovery in seeing that I felt like I had layered all of these versions onto myself, which weren't wrong, but they didn't feel like me. Mm. So it was this unpeeling of the onion process of figuring out what do I really want? Who am I really like? What am I evolving um, into and really unbecoming? And so I started diving from there. I started diving into deep into astrology. I always say I'm an astrologer first, deep, deep, deep into astrology, into numerology, into Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, Tarot, like any and all modalities and technologies that could kind of reroute me back to me, not by giving away my power or my, you know, sense of self to them, but just by being in deep inquiry. And when human design just showed up, it was kind of in a similar way as it showed up to you. It showed up in reading about it. It showed up on podcasts and it had my attention And when I first pulled up my chart, which as you know, and for those of you listening, if you're totally new to human design, you need your birth date, your birth time, your birth location, you can go, there's a number of systems online, but I would go to geneticmatrix.com, create a free account. You pull up this crazy looking chart with all these triangles and squares and diamonds and lines and arrows and numbers and glyphs. And it looks like really, really overwhelming. But when I pulled it up, I was like, this is a system I know. This makes sense to me. This crazy looking thing, there's never been something that makes more sense to me. And so my journey, it's almost as if I was seeking, but seeking without 
searching to like find the path, find the way out to find anything other than to connect deeper and synchronistically it's kind of laid out this pathway of now this is what i do <laughs> this is like this is my job and this is also just what i'm so passionate about whether you believe in these type of modalities or not i kind of think the proof is in the pudding and you have to dabble in to see if it rings as true to yourself and for me as of right now it's still the thing that um is kind of like how a lens in which I view the world through and such not only a lens of self-discovery, but a way that I feel like I can connect deeper to everyone and everything in my life. Mm. It's really was such a catalyst into a depth of connection with life unlike before. And so that's, you know, here we are, (laughs) here we are. That is the perfect segue because you were saying earlier that you, it was almost like an unlearning or an unbecoming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to reverse engineer a little bit. And cause I think a lot of people who are listening are probably in that place right now of all of these layers. So I'm curious your perspective of how those layers even get there in the first place and then how you decipher what are yours and what are not. Lindsay, such an epic question, especially because <laughs> of you and your chart. So we're going to talk a little bit about Lindsay, just for an example. So if you pull up your human design chart, I would pause this if you're listening to it right now, go online, pull it up, and you're going to get this, this chart, and you're going to see a bunch of these triangles and squares, and some of them are going to be colored in, and some of them are going to be white. And we're going to talk about everything that's white in your chart right now. Um. And this is so fitting because Lindsay is part of the 1% of the population where her entire chart, all of those, what they're called centers, they're effectively like chakras, all of them are white. And so in this deconditioning process, in this unlearning process, oftentimes the work that I do or what I do when I look at a chart is I look at all of the areas, which are the openness, which is the things that are white in your chart, where you could have taken on what's not yours, where you could kind of like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. Lindsay, literally Lindsay is poster child. But what's interesting is this isn't bad. Sometimes people like find out their reflectors or see, they have a lot of white in their chart and they're like, what do you mean? I have no, I have no color in it, but the areas that are white in your chart are areas where you amplify everything around you. They're areas where you can be the most wise. I always say anywhere that's white, it's where you should observe not absorb. But think about if you're a child coming into this world and you're just this really open being who's super amorphous, who can really, you know, you can amplify inspiration. You can amplify other people's identities. You can amplify emotions. You're just like, you're kind of always tuning in and like sponging in and out your outer environment. When you don't have the support for this, it can be very, very confusing to even like think that what you've taken on is you when it really isn't. And so even just bringing this up, Lindsay, I kind of want to ask you some questions. This is your your podcast, but I'm like, I need to ask you questions. Because it's so, it's so beautiful. If you've been listening to Lindsay's podcast, you're so deeply able to connect with people from all walks of life and, and Mm -hmm. just even in the work that you do, because you like are everyone. And you can be, sky is not even the limit to who you can become. And so um, before I ask Lindsay a question, just when you look at your chart, everyone's empathic and sensitive and has 
areas where they can feel the other more intently. Maybe it's through their identity. Maybe it's through their health. Maybe it's their emotions. Maybe it's through their mental world, taking on their thoughts. Lindsay can do all of this. Lindsay literally can amplify any and all things around you. And I just want to ask you because it's, you know, one out of a hundred of the people I talk to is a reflector. So whenever I connect with a reflector and I know I told this to you, I'm like, okay, this is really exciting. We got to get down to business. Like, cause you're kind of like this cosmic mirror for everyone around you mm. and people probably really, we've talked about this, but really can relate to you quickly because they see themselves in you, which can be confusing. Cause sometimes you're like, I really do. And sometimes you're like, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm wondering what, and you've already told me some of this, but some of the dots that have been connected and some of the awarenesses that have shown up even more around just how much you're like this example and this almost like temperature reader of what's happening around you. Mm. Yeah. It's really interesting, especially because you were the first person to put words to it. Mm. Um, it happens all the time. And we talked about this actually during the reading that people are like, do I know you? And it's like a complete (laughs) stranger in a coffee shop in a city that I'm not even from. I'm like, no, never seen you in my life. Um, and so it was funny to just like, I just kind of thought that happened. I thought I looked like every basic girl you've ever seen in a Starbucks. And I was like, no, just, you know, fit, I fit the uh, mold here, but it was super interesting for you to say that. And as I've kind of gone on through the last few weeks, knowing that there's, and I've texted you because I've been like, Katie, I'm freaking out. What's going on? (laughs) Um, For listeners that don't know, I like did a sound healing recently and I was so in my own space and like, it's so funny because they'll try to have visualizations of like, you're going to your happy place. You're going to this spot. And I never go there. I just go into this, like, it's like a psychedelic experience, like this matrix of what did I explain it to you at like this double helix kaleidoscope in my head and I'm just kind of zooming around it and it's so cool to be there but that it's not like people are like oh I'm at like my cabin by the river and I'm like oh yeah I'm in the cosmos like I have no idea where your cabin in the river is but every once in a while I would just like launch and like I would feel myself like I couldn't grab onto what I was doing anymore and I would just launch into an experience that seemed so unrelated like at one point I was with this horse and like, I'd come back to my little matrix and I'd launch into like flying over this field. And then I would come back. And as we were all kind of sharing and integrating at the end and people were sharing what their experiences were, they were sharing what I was launching into, which was like the weirdest thing. Like, and I know that's kind of woo and that's kind of out there. So people who are like, Lindsay, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you talking about? I couldn't make it up if I tried to, but like that is kind of more of the the woo cosmic side of it. And then on the other side, like I said, I've run into people or like therapy clients. I used to joke that um, I just have a face that people want to like tell their secrets to or like yes. talk to. Mm-hmm. And it first started happening when I was working at the addiction center because I was working there in fitness. I was like meant, and it was so funny because all of my coworkers were like, yeah, you teach people how to squat and like about nutrition. Like, and they're reporting their childhood trauma to you. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I gave them a safe place and they just 
tell me these things. Right. And so it can be extremely overwhelming. And that's what I was explaining to you. If you don't have a boundary of like, what is mine and what is yours? And like, you're welcome to tell me those things, but I don't have to take them on. Mm-hmm. Um, and also finding myself, I'm just like word vomiting now. This is Katie. Actually, I invited her on my podcast for a free session, you guys. Um, but the shadowy side of it is that I find myself, um, noticing that I pass a judgment based Mm. on who's telling me, do I know you, or let me tell you these things. And I'm like, Oh, like, I don't want to recognize that you see that in me or that Mm. you feel comfortable saying that to me. So I'm curious what your kind of response to something like that is. I just got full body chills, like down my spine. I have so many responses to it. And just so all of you know, this is in my design. I'm like, have a million trains of thought happening at once. And so sometimes it seems really chaotic and nonlinear, but it actually all comes to a head <laughs> at a point. That's why I love but, talking to you. Cause I can, yeah. just, it feels like word vomit and you're like, mm, no, follow every second of it. So much sense. Yeah. I'm like, you just painted such a story and I'm sure everyone who's listening is like going along for that ride. Cause Lindsay, what you just described, I think is what you know, everyone can relate to in a different way, whether they relate to people who, whether they are those people that people come to and see themselves in, or whether it's something else, like what your thing is that you're like, why does this happen to me? What's like, I don't know if I like this. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like, I just don't understand it. And your recognizing and recognition of the other people seeing you and feeling safe with you and like, you know, having that energy of the listener, of the secret holder, of the, you know, the keeper of keys who kind of, you have this aura that compels people to share their stories and secrets with you is such a gift, but can be super overwhelming without the right boundaries. And so one thing that I feel like this is pinging me right now to communicate about is that we have, you know, majority of our conditioning in childhood in the first seven, eight years of our, of our childhood. And regardless of your human design, regardless of um, how different you are from other people and how they operate, it's like we have all of these programs that happen in the first seven to eight years that kind of like set a template of who we think we are or who we think we need to be. And then we move through life with these like schemas and heuristics. And also with this other knowing of like, these things are happening and I don't know what to do with it. And I don't know if I've been nurtured to have boundaries around this or even just like nurtured for my own uniqueness. And so then we're in this world and all these things are happening. You're like, I don't know. I don't know why it happens. I don't know what's happening. Like what is happening? And I also want to point out that you were saying like, okay, well, this part's like super woo and like whatever. And for some people, it's really tangible. For some people, it is really cosmic celestial, all of that. And what I have to say is regardless, it's real and it's mm. real. For you. And it's a valid experience. And I think sometimes things like human design open the doors to like, wait, that has been happening to me during my life. 
Like I'm not actually making this up. I don't have to hide it or I don't have to hide myself. Or I don't have to pretend that like rationalize that what's happening. We're so programmed no matter what your type, if you take nothing else away, it's that the mind is never the authority, right? That like mm. we're so programmed to rationalize and analyze and conceptualize and all that the mind is great at solving things outside of ourselves. The mind is incredible at looking at information. It's amazing at solving things for others. It's really not that great about solving it for ourselves. And so you just explaining a little bit of your experience and how, you know, you have this wide open experience and then like things kind of come in and you could, you could get yourself in a mental loop of like, why is this coming in? Why is this thought coming in? Why is whatever? And my opportunity and offering for you is like, who did you just surround yourself with? Especially knowing mm. your like what, what does your environment look like currently? Like, is that, is that even yours? And then to come back to yourself, maybe it's not, maybe you're picking it up from someone else and it's just an opportunity to clear it out in a way that you might've never given yourself permission to, it's almost like detach from that's not my experience. That's actually not mine. That's really cool, but it's not mine that I need to consistently just be in my head about again and again. Right. Live there. It is so funny. Everything you're saying right now is some, I have said those words in some sort of iteration in the last like two weeks and some, yeah, my, my parents were asking about, um, cause uh, I'm not gonna, not gonna bash on anyone, but, um, my parents watch a lot of the news Mm. and I am someone, and maybe that's because I'm like hypersensitive to everything that's around, but I'm just like, Oh, like that is not mine. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Yeah. But there is talking about mental health and all these different things. And I got in a conversation with my parents and I was just like, look, like, yes, I hear that it should be accessible and all of these different things. And it is so hard to a go through all the training, do all these different things, become a therapist. And then someone wants therapy to be 20 bucks a session. And you're like, okay, well, I'm a hundred grand in debt. Mm. I'm trauma informed. I did all these things. And then there is someone that is coming along and saying like, take my six week course and I'll like solve your anxiety or all these different things. And so I was like wrestling with this frustration and they're like, you're getting really frustrated. I was like, I know. And I'm frustrated about something that's not even mine. Like, Mm. I have taken responsibility for like this part of my life that I'm really passionate about and want to do. And I'm finding myself wrestling and like, well, what do you mean? Right. They like, couldn't quite grasp it. And I was like, well, the hardest part about my job is when I'm sitting with somebody and they're telling me who knows what, and it's traumatic and it's terrifying and it's scary. And I feel it through my entire body. I feel it. It's like, the hardest part is not thinking what to say next or how to hold space for that person. It's like what I do to clear that energy when I'm done. Mm. Oh. Um, and so I'm curious, I'm sure it's different for everyone, but I'm curious when you see a lot of white in charts and you know that people have this ability, I don't, I don't want to call it like a bad thing, but they, they can absorb, they can take on a lot that's not theirs. What are some ways that you kind of start to help them identify what is their story? What is not, what is theirs to take on? What is not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, 
This is such a beautiful question and such a beautiful awareness. So that's what I'm going to start with. Awareness is the first step. Awareness of, oh, I'm feeling super chaotic or like really emotional or whatever of like having awareness of what you're feeling first of your body, human design, if anything, it shows how it shows that our body is a technology that we should pay attention to. And that's communicating to us. So maybe it's, you're feeling a ton of tension in your gut. Maybe it's, you're feeling super overwhelmed after you get off a session with a client. Maybe it's, you walk into a coffee shop and all of a sudden you're depressed. It's like first understanding, what do you feel that feels like a zero to a hundred in your body that happens often? Because what I say is like that, the areas that are white, right? Both the gift and something that we need to be aware of are areas for wisdom because it's like, it's inconsistent. It's inconsistent based on what, what's surrounding us. And so when you first start to notice where intensity comes on really quickly, that, that shows me, okay, if it's really intense, really quick, oftentimes that's a thing that's not yours. Cause you have this like structure within you that operates in, um, a more consistent manner, which is the definition. And then you have what's totally open for you. Everything's open. I'm going to use me for an example. I have three, there's nine centers. Centers are effectively like chakras. They regulate the energy through, through the chart. Most of you will have at least two centers defined. 1% of the population has none of them defined like Lindsay. So for <laughs> Lindsay, for you, I'm like, I, as we spoke about when we talked with, with your special session, it's like, it's a hierarchy of depending on you know, depending on what you're immersing yourself in from day to day for you, emotions are really big. Like other people's emotions are big things to like really have boundaries around. Um, for me, I'm going to just give an example of what this looks like with the three centers that I have open. My three centers that are open are my head center. The head has to do with inspiration. It has to do with and, and just so you know, all of these apply to Lindsay. <laughs> um, it has to do with inspiration. It has to do with mental pressure. It has to do with like needing to find an answer, needing to know. And so me in my natural state, like I'm here to be like easy, breezy, beautiful. I, I can amplify all sorts of inspiration around me, but I'm not here to need to like know an answer. I'm not here to need to like micromanage how the thing is going to happen. And I'm also not here to experience a lot of mental pressure. But here's the thing. I, just as you, can experience even more mental pressure or even more a need to know or figure the thing out when I'm amplifying what's not mine, which can feel really intense. So I can get like, I often get migraines when I'm like amplifying stuff that is not mine or Mm -hmm. stuff hits me in the head. And I just need to know my head, like literally the top of my head is one of the more vulnerable places, but also a place that's so wise and has so much potential. And so what I say, if you have an open head like me or like Lindsay is inspiration is not always consistently operating through you, but you can make it even bigger and even brighter by surrounding yourself with the right people, places, and spaces. And when you have a lot of intensity, like a lot of pressure in your head, I want you to notice what you're surrounding yourself with. I want you to notice who you're surrounding yourself with. I'm going to go to my second open center. Um, my open identity center, which Lindsay has as well. And you talked a little bit to the open identity center. It's the, if you look at your chart, it's the diamond in the center of your chart. And this is one of my favorite aspects of my chart, because when you have an open identity center like us, 
everyone sees themselves in you and you also can relate to people of all walks of life. You literally can relate to everyone and see yourself in everyone, but you can't necessarily see yourself very clearly. I always say this is what makes me, um, and, and I know you, good at what we do because you have someone sit in front of me and I'm like, I know who you are more than I know myself. Right. I'm like, I see you so clearly, but I don't see myself. And so what are some um, challenges with this? Well, with the open identity, it's like in a world that tells you, you need to know who you are. You need to know your purpose. You need to know your direction. You don't have a fixed sense of direction or a fixed sense of purpose. This is where I go back to the sky is not even the limit for what you try on, who you can become. And a big part of open identity is really noticing who are you surrounding yourself with? What are you consuming? Because the people that you surround yourself with, you can really become them and they can have influence over your path, which can feel like, what do you mean? I don't have like my own sense of direction. I'm like, no, you do. Cause you get to choose who you surround yourself with. You have like, you get to choose where you go. And so just noticing, noticing how you can kind of morph. Like I I've noticed in working with the open identity center for me, I notice how I really can relate to anyone, but do I actually want to try on that identity? I've, I've held lots of hats, as I know you have, of just different identities and different versions. All are equally you, but what do you want to try? And do you really want to try on that version? Mm. That's the open identity. My final one, which has actually been the most challenging for me, which you have an open spleen, as we say as well. People like the spleen. <laughs> well, let's talk about the spleen. The spleen is about instinct. It's about intuition. It's our primal survival. It's about fear. It's about health and wellness. And so when you have a healthy open spleen, the spleen is like, you're not supposed to feel fear. Actually, fear is not natural in your being. Um, you have a very sensitive uh, constitution in that your health and wellness is, it's not just like something physical. It's like physical, emotional, spiritual, like all the layers kind of relate to your physical health. And so not getting too caught up on like, why am I suddenly feeling bad in my body? Cause your, your system is just sensitive. And so, you know, more holistic alternative forms of healing are often really helpful for open spleens. Um, if you have an open spleen, that's healthy, it's like, you you will have discernment over what's healthy for you and what's not. Now let's talk about the unhealthy open spleen where we need to have boundaries. Open spleens are kind of like medical intuitives. You know what's happening in other people's bodies. It's probably mm. making really good at training. <laughs> you know what's wrong. You know that there's a pain there. You know that there's this. And it's like, that can actually manifest in your body if you don't have good boundaries. I have sessions often. I'm like, what's happening in your neck? Or suddenly my nose gets clogged or whatever. And it's happening <laughs> in your body. And I'm like, okay, it's a gift, but also, Katie, you got to have some better boundaries around your health. Um, open spleen also because we don't have healthy senses of fear, meaning like we're not because fear is really a primal survival tool, like instinct where, you know, we are fearful for all these different things. So the lion, the tiger, the bear doesn't eat us, but it's maladaptive because more likely than not the lion, the tiger, the bear is not going to eat us. But sometimes the undefined or open spleen, like both of us have for me, I'm like, Oh, I can walk in the middle of a maybe not so safe city at night and be like, I'm good. And then, you know, something maybe the lion, the tiger, the bear is there. Yeah, Maybe the lion, the tiger, the bear is there, which has happened before. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe I need to, whereas other people would never do things like that, but it's just like fear is not necessarily a natural state. 
And so knowing that when you haven't, you can amplify fear. So when you feel yourself really fearful, who are you surrounding yourself with? Whose is that? Cause it's, it's most likely not yours, but you can feel it even more. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, also just like knowing what is healthy for you and knowing what's not sometimes open spleens can hold on to things that aren't healthy for them, relationships, all sorts of things. And so this has been a real, um, that's been an opportunity for me for sure of seeing where something has felt good, but it's really not healthy for me. And I, mm. I didn't necessarily know that. Uh, so it's just a journey. It's a journey of understanding. It's a journey of like having those awarenesses and knowing those three centers for me in particular, even though I have definition, we can get caught in our openness, no matter, even if we just have one center that can kind of try to override what is so consistent with us, within us because we're amplifying so much. So knowing that you have those three plus open emotions, which is like, you can really amplify and feel other people's feelings, open root, which basically for you means you can feel other people's physical pressure and stress, Hmm. but you also have an ability to know that it's not yours open, like that your state in your body, your natural state is easy, like easy and clear you have open sacral, which means you can amplify other people's energy. You can have even more energy than others, but you need your alone time to flush that out. Open heart for you means you, um, you have nothing to prove, but you know, if you're amplifying other people, you could feel like you need to be driven by money or by the car, by what the other person wants. And it's not actually what's your motivating force. So understanding that you can see so clearly what other people desire. You can have all the desires in the world that you want, but just being really, really clear with yourself. Do I actually want this? Or is this to prove my worth? Mm. Um, You have an open mind, which means you're so open-minded. You can think in all sorts of ways, but it means you're not here to think in a consistent way, like one way all the time. And that if you have really intense mental chatter, especially because you're open in your head and your mind, most likely not yours or like consistent loops and like really intense thinking, stinking thinking. (laughs) And then finally for you, let me see, did I go through all the centers? Yes. The throat, open throat. You probably communicate differently to different people. Sometimes you feel like you have all the words. Sometimes you might have no words for children who have open throats. Sometimes it can feel like you need to speak even louder to like be heard or feel like you get overridden and have no words. And what I want to say is that you have the ultimate wisdom potential of the throat of knowing how to communicate so that the person in front of you can hear of knowing Mm -hmm. that sometimes you might not have the words and other times you will, but knowing that you're always tuning in to your environments with your voice and that you will have the correct words and the right words at the right time. I have a, I have a very defined throat. So I have pretty, like pretty consistent in my communication, but those who are open for example, you can, when you're around me or anyone who has a defined throat, you have even more words because you're amplifying the voice, you're amplifying right. the throat, right? So it's just, it's like the mechanics of what you can take on, what you can amplify, what's yours, what's not. When you start to notice and have an awareness or just have, you know, for human design sake, like this chart that can kind of say, hey, that like mental, those thoughts of like how you should live your life and and what's correct. And that the news cycle is the way to think and all of that, like that might not be yours and Mm -hmm. it might never felt good in your body. And you actually have an opportunity to shift and clear and feel 
okay. And when you leave a session, right, like really taking some time, energetic time to just be like, it's not mine. I'm like allowing it to leave from my system, my body, wherever it's, it's happening. And, um, and then to like, just, it leads to such a more peaceful, harmonious, and just a more trust, like a journey of so much more trust and like compassion for yourself because you're not in your head about why all of a sudden these things, these external things are happening to you. It's like, it's not happening to you. It's just, it's like a mechanism within you for that's a gift that you can understand to then really expand in your life. Totally. Something I love that you're doing is showing both sides of this, right? Like way too often, I think we're package these things is like, this is your gift. And this is how you do things, which is awesome. Cool. And you're also showing like, and here's kind of, you know, the other side of that, where it can get a little shadowy, where it can actually like hinder you in a way, if you're not aware of those things. So do you often have clients that are not aware of kind of like maybe the that they're maybe living in the shadowy aspect of this thing that can so easily transform into a gift. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And, th- and it's like my, any system, anything I believe uh, is not black or white. It exists on a spectrum. And so just as there's this high potential, there's also the shadow. And so w- we kind of need to know on the spectrum where we're living on. And so when I work with clients or when I talk about a system, I'm never going to be like, this is only a gift. As you know, when I spoke to you, I'm like, I'll just use, I just had a client and we were talking about gate 58. And when I talk about gates, they're kind of like these genes. And so even though Lindsay is totally open, she has all these gates still, everyone has at least 24 um, active. And so we were talking about this specific activation, this gene, this trait, that this person had. And this trait, for example, it lives on the root center. And so, you know, pressure, adrenaline, energy, drive, those are all components of the root. And it's an energy where it's all about correcting and perfecting patterns to bring more joy to life. And so one of these, this person's huge gifts in this life is like, you know, seeing patterns and seeing how to fix it and seeing how to make them better and bringing more joy. But here's the thing, it's an amazing gift, right? It's an incredible gift, a gift you can bring to so many people. The shadow of that is perfectionism. It's getting too caught up in the pattern that you get it so, you know, let's say it's like your daily routine. Getting so caught up in this pattern, it's ultimately the highest expression is to make bring more joy in your life, but you're not getting to the joy at all because you're so caught up in the perfectionism. And so understanding the spectrum of how these energies can work within you, understanding that, you know, the spleen, and this open spleen, it's amazing to be so intuitive about health and wellness and to so understand other people's fears and, and be able to give them some wisdom around that, right? Like for you looking at the news and being like, this is not my fear to hold on. This is not healthy for my being, but also to know, oh, okay, I'm feeling like really a lot of pain in my elbow all of a sudden. And instead of analyzing, being like, okay, what did I tune into? You know, oh, that person over there has tennis elbow. <laughs> Okay. Not mine. (laughs) Going to let it go. So yeah, my, my answer to that question is absolutely. Yes. People are definitely, 
um, people exist on a spectrum in their what's operating in their systems and more likely than not, it has to do with how they were nurtured or like, you know, what their path has been and exploring themselves. And so oftentimes there can be this one tiny component in the chart where you're existing in the shadow and we're going to talk and that shadow is overriding everything. And so we talk about it and we talk about how to transform it. And that awareness allows you to know that you like, I think a lot of systems, I'm going to say people resist systems like this because they're like, that's, I'm not going to like tell you something that's going to tell me who I am or tell my destiny or how, how in the world would the stars be able to, you know, tell me who I like. Right. And so there's that. And I'm always like, no, 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 this is a tool where it gives the power back to you to have choice. And so you don't need human design. I don't believe anyone needs it, but I think it's an awesome and incredible and a transformative opportunity to know that you are a co-creator in every sense and knowing that you no longer have to live in that story and shadow and actually can transform it into this is um one of the most powerful and just personally has been so so powerful in my life and allowing me to feel sovereign and not like things are happening to me but that they're happening through me and that i have just as much of I have just as much as a, of a hand in allowing and having boundaries and also transforming my life as anything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because it was so funny. I'm like, you know, I'm in Austin right now and yeah. I'm staying with a mutual girlfriend of ours, Bryn. And last night she was stuck in traffic and I just like launched into every like funny spiritual thing I could think of. And I was like, what is the traffic doing for you? Like, can you embody the traffic? And she was just like cracking up. And so the fact that you were not like, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. There are so many times where I sit with clients and I'm like, no, what happened? Like that super traumatic thing did not happen for you. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't subscribe to that. If you do, that's totally fine. I'm not here to tell you what you should think, but I, that's such a hard notion for me to <sighs> grasp onto. And so you said, it's not happening to you. It's happening through you. And that just like lit up every bit of my body. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What you mean by it? God, this conversation is so good. I'm like, I'm oh, so excited about this. Yes. I love that we're bringing this up and talking about this because I think that, you know, there's a lot of like love and light in the spiritual community. And there's a lot of like, you know, when horrible things happen that this is, you know, it's, it's for the best or there's a higher reason. And some things are just really shitty, really messed up. And it's really hard to grapple with, especially when you're in the trauma of it, that, this is happening for you. And so I, I almost feel like that can totally turn people away from like, how could you tell me that this is happening for you? I was working with a client yesterday um, who's going through uh, a lot of trauma, very traumatic experience. And, you know, there's no discounting the validity of an experience or the impact of that, but it happened right? Things happen. And so we don't have the opportunity necessarily to like uh, say, you know, I don't, I don't know if saying this is happening for you 
is always a really productive thing to do, but it happened. It's valid. And now there's choice into how are we relating and moving through the world with this being a lens that we're viewing through a very real lens, but a lens where there's opportunity to have choice within it too. Sometimes I think of, right. There's like, um, we can stay in the victim to any and all of our stories. And it's not, it's not validating it anymore, any less. It's not making anything real or not, but there's a lot of suffering that's involved in sometimes replaying or living through the lens of trauma over and over again. And so knowing that all of us go through experiences, some that are feel really good, some that feel really, really terrible and that are, that are really challenging, but there's always, there is an opportunity to have continued transformation within that and have continued transformation and how we relate to that, how we, um, relate to our world with more compassion, more empathy, how we can connect from a lens of that, even if it's challenging at times, but also in just giving us more of a sense of like, even, even though these are things that are happening through us and they have, and they're real, and there's no discounting that I still am a co-creator of my reality and I can still overcome. And I think this is a huge, as you know, just a huge part within any sort of um, self-work, self-understanding, any sort of like reclamation of ourselves, any sort of diving into traumas and diving into things that are scary and things that are challenging and things that are, um, we'd probably rather like shove under the rug. I think the more that we understand that we have support in it being held as so real and also support in, and you are still you, and you still have opportunity to follow and shift and alchemize and actualize what you desire and the reality of your dreams there can be this spectrum that we're talking about of like all of it can exist. Not that you're discounting or shoving this away or trying to overcome or whatever, but this can exist. And I still am this, I can still be this version of me that I can have gone through this and I can still experience joy and contentment and happiness that I am. We're dualistic in all ways. We have polarity in our existence. None of us, no one of us is like all love and light all the time or like all doom and gloom and human design. I feel like is such an opportunity to not rationalize, but to understand more that we are all of these potentials and we have opportunity to use different higher and lower expressions of the potentials. And just to kind of have this, I almost see it as like, um, uh, like a pole in the ground. <laughs> like, a, what am I trying to say? You know, like a, a test, like just this like stand. It's like, I'm seeing this like stick in the ground. I'm imagining <laughs> like, um, the, the stone and the sword. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's sticking the ground, but it's like, it's like measuring the temperature, like grounding us and measuring the temperature of where we are and where we're going. And I think I'm saying this all in a roundabout way because I never want um, 
and of course I can't control anyone's perceptions on, on me or of what I do or whatever. And that's not my responsibility, nor is it. Dang it. I've been trying to do that the last 30 yeah. years. <laughs> I know, well, I know, but <laughs> most of us had, it's been a recent huge shift, just more and more and more, but I can, I can continue to step even more deeply into my own integrity, into my own knowing that where I'm coming from in sharing this is knowing that I don't need to prove anything about my story, the story of who, who, who I am. I don't need to prove that I can relate to you because I've, I've gone through X, Y, Z, but I can show up and I can hold space and you can feel that. I know, and that you can feel my story through me. And I think this is so beautiful about what you do and teach and share as well. It's not always about you needing to relate by like, it's almost like this, uh, so funny that we're getting into this topic. It's almost like this, like <laughs> whose trauma is, I feel like this can happen in the self-development and spirituality and all this world. Like who has worse trauma and who's and it's like, we all have trauma. And it's almost like, you know, telling the person who's in pain because their leg just got chopped off, telling them that, you know, this person who's in the depths of depression, that this pain is worse or this pain is worse. It's like, you're both in pain. (laughs) It's debilitating for both of you. Like, it doesn't really matter whose pain is worse right now. It's like, you both, all is valid and all is, all is real. And so. Right. And for that person, it's like totally in the eye of the beholder. Totally. In my life experience, this seemingly like little t trauma is huge for me and it's and it's encompassing and it has impact Mm -hmm. and so just allowing people to know that like your reality is real (laughs) your experience is valid and I think sometimes it's just the permission to know that there's nothing you need to prove like I believe you and I believe your story and I believe the depth of this pain and you I see you and I believe that you have the ability still to create whatever it is that you want to alchemize this, to like move into deeper levels of like self-love, self-trust, and just, I mean, for lack of better words, like embodiment <laughs> than ever before. <laughs> right. So I love, I love it's kind of full circle. Cause I, I saw that text that you sent for it. It's like embody the traffic. It's true. It's like, this is an experience. This is real. This is part of your story. This is part of your journey. And you don't need to do anything with it, prove anything with it, but know that it is a lens in which you're viewing the world. And it's a lens also that is, I don't want to say happen for a reason or like is purposeful, but there is, there is stuff there and it's an opportunity. If not, right. else. it's still crafting the way that the paradigm in which you see the world. Totally. Um, the, it, this, I can't remember the quote. I'm sure I'm going to botch it. So if someone listening knows it, I don't know, fucking tweet it to me or something. But, <laughs> um, it's something along the lines of like your genes load the gun, but your lifestyle pulls the trigger, right? Like we have these predispositions to things. And this is like, obviously from a physical sense, but I promise there's, there's something working in my brain. I'll get to why it, it, uh, it relates here is, you know, like we have this predisposition to all sorts of things, whether that is disease or ailment or anything in between. And, um, my functional medicine doctor kind of explained it to me as like switches, like light switches. We have all of these switches that you didn't pick. 
right? I mean, we can get totally woo and be like, you actually chose to come into the world at this moment to this, this thing, but that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing those things, because for me, I was like, fuck, this is a death sentence, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, there's heart disease, there's addiction, there's all these different things. So you're telling me I have all these shitty switches to pick from and that like, I, when are they going to flip on? And she's like, well, that's your choice right? Like we can know all of these things and it can be totally debilitating if that is the lens in which you choose to look at it. Or you can say, okay, because of X, Y, and Z, I can choose this nutritional path. I can choose these different things. I can set this boundary and I can choose when those switches go on and off or if they turn on at all. Right. And so what you're saying about human design feels very, very true to that, but from like a soul level, not so much the physical body, but just like, Hey, here are some predispositions. Here's the way in which the world you might operate in the world. And let's explore this path to see what, what light switches we want to turn on and off. Yes. And there is a physical component and you have an open, you have a defined, um, you're experiencing tons of gut issues and you have a defined sacral let's talk about are you listening to your gut and are you listening to your truth are you giving away your power you have an open sacral let's talk about where are you taking on other people's energy or where are you saying yes to things that aren't happening it's like it's exactly what you were just talking about and it is on a soul level a spiritual level and there's a physical component and there's just this level of understanding if you look at the world through that framework of knowing that we are a combination of nature and nurture. Human design is not saying that this is who you are. It's saying these are the potentials. This is the blueprint of genes, of, of character traits, of potentials. And based on your environments, how you've grown up, based on all of that, more likely than not, some of these have flicked on louder than others, and some are Um, more hidden or more in shadow frequencies, but you have it all and you have an opportunity to continue to turn the light bulb and the light switch on some and turn it off on others. And your, your, um, your example just now is so the point. And this is why I'm like, it's such a beautiful conversation because this conversation can apply to whatever framework you choose to view the world through. In my eyes, there's no better than I'm like, you're whatever your route of empowerment of truth of like reclamation of who you are. I'm like, move towards that could be through mm. playing a sport could be human design for me. It's human design currently. And that could change. And it's human design in many other frameworks for some people it's religion for some people. It's just, you know, laying on the couch, watching their favorite TV show. There's like, there's, there's some thing in some place that allows you to say, I have the power to choose and to choose how I want to, you know, meander through this existence. And no matter how many things might've gone against me, like, for example, there's this, there's this um, energy within the human design chart, which is in traditional human design. If you read it, it's like a lot about struggle. And I don't, I don't operate under the traditional human design framework. Um, I think it's too black and white as are many systems. That <laughs> Nothing about that surprises me that you're like, yeah. oh, I'm not traditional. Yeah, that's it. why I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. People don't come to me just for human design, <laughs> right? Like there's, 
Because it's not because there's a lot of stuff that I don't agree with. A lot of stuff that I'm like, "Mm, that feels like that's a one size fits all solution. And that's not the point of the system. But there's this energy within the chart. It's all about struggle. And it's like life's a great struggle and whatever. And so when people have this, sometimes they've done their research and they read a little bit about it and they're like, I just feel doomed and whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is what you need to understand. It can be that. It can be the struggle, but it, this is also such a potent energy that shows you where is it best? Which struggles, which things do you feel so connected to that show you meaning and purpose in life? That meaning is not found through committing yourself and swimming upstream in any and all struggles. Meaning is found through the process of finding which are the things that are uniquely purposeful and meaningful to you. Meaning is found through the process. All of us have this energy too. Some of us just have it defined or have it all the time. Some of us have it more when we amplify it in other people, right? We all have the whole human design chart, all of the gates, all of the energies, just some are flicked on all the time. Some are more amorphous, some are open. And so I I bring that up because I feel like it's such a perfect example of knowing that like, you know, we both are, and we also aren't, we both have predispositions to diseases. And we also have ability to choose lifestyle changes that turn on and off genetics. We have the ability to understand that our environments might've set us up for things that aren't so great. And we also have the ability to put ourselves in communities and immerse ourselves with podcasts and with different trains of thoughts that allow us to see that there are different perspectives and there are opportunities for change. This is literally the core of what human design has done for me. It's shown me, oh, there is not one way to do this life. And actually the way that I've probably, I've like so desperately yearned to lean into, it's my way and I can do it. And ever since I have and just continue to surrender, I'm like, wow, I didn't know that this was possible. And I am never going back, never going back. Okay. I wish I could hand you a microphone so you could drop it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. What a perfect way to kind of close the conversation. And I know that we spoke pretty high level. I mean, we dove into some intricacies, but there is so much more out there. And so like, it's a whole new language to learn. So Mm -hmm. if people are interested in everything that you had to share and show and want to learn more and want to get connected, how do they do it? Thank you for asking you. I have two Instagram accounts at Katie Calder underscore and at human design lady. Um, my website is katiecalder.com. I have tons of master classes that are like two hours each on types, on lines, on all these different things. I have one-on-one sessions that you can book there. And I'm also coming out with more programs, more opportunities to learn human design. So of course would love, 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 love to connect with you on a deeper level and any and all of those means. And I'm just so grateful, Lindsay, for this conversation today. I'm feeling so energized, so lit up and just um, so grateful to share space with you in like such a, such a rich and potent way. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm just going to bring you on to do all the closings for the rest of my show, (laughs) because that was so much more eloquent than I can do it. (laughs) 
Thank you so much, Katie. You are so welcome.